Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I'm your host, Pat Benson. I'm here with my co-host, EP and main man, Colin Madden. Colin, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Just grind through the off-season, trying to scrape together some news for us to talk about. Yeah, man. So uh, we got a lot to cover today. You know me, I thrive in silly season. This, yep. is, this is my time to really provide some in-depth analysis like if you want x's and o's and everything else like you may want to go somewhere else or listen to Colin when he talks but no. other than that like i'm here for all your like social media analysis yeah if you want biased uh, hawks opinions that's when you listen to me that's right and uh man do we have a lot of social media news this week let's start with the, the most important news aj griffin versus beyonce in a deleted tweet I have to actually go back and look at the exact wording, but basically he, did he call her a Satanist or he said she was going to hell? What, what exactly did AJ say? So I have the aforementioned deleted tweet. Okay, let's hear it. If you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, you shouldn't be going to any Beyonce concerts or any concerts that promote Satan, Ephesians 5.11. So I'm not sure the Bible verse was the quote before, but maybe that's just like a also this. Um, like an old addendum. Yeah. So, you know, AJ, he definitely has made his uh, religious beliefs well known on his social media, which is fine. But, you know, it seems, you know, he's he's really, 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 really into that. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't rock some people the wrong way or, you know, rub some people the wrong way on the team. I think everyone will respect it. I do. You know, no one really. I've never had anyone in my experience playing growing up problems with anyone other's religions. But, you know, Beyonce going after saying Beyonce is Satan is definitely a little uh, over the edge. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm thinking. Like, he's very outspoken with his faith, which is awesome. But at the same time, like, he also knows not to mess with the, the beehive either. Like, he's, he deleted that, I tweet, mean, that tweet quickly. The replies had to be insane coming for his neck. He's lucky. Like, it really didn't get aggregated or anything. Like, if it had been, like, NBA player tweets, Beyonce is, yeah. you know, uh, the devil or whatever, like... It would have really been bad. Now, before I go in on this, I want to preface it by saying his family has just gone through an unimaginable trauma with the uh, loss. I think it was, was it AJ's two-year-old cousin? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, his dad is the head coach um, in the, for the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, so a lot going on. And, of course, when you're going through those sort of things, like uh, your your emotions are going to be like out of this world you're going to be leaning heavily on your faith. So I want to preface it all by saying that I understand. And also I understand being young and like saying, you know, spouting off about whatever. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely give him some grace on that one. Of course, like, come on, man, don't go after Beyonce. Like that's like of all the people to call Satan, you're calling Beyonce Satan. Yeah, for real. Like if he had said somebody like corn, 
or, or you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, someone like that, like a group like that. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm with you. They are, they yeah. are the devil. They are going to hell. Like I hope ba that. baby death or death clot. Yeah, a mastodon or yeah. uh, um, the the juggalos. Woo -woo. Beyonce. Yeah, come on, not Beyonce, <laughs> not Beyonce, dog. So again, uh, he's going through a lot. So um, he deleted it, and we've all been young and dumb and said some yep. crazy things before. So. We've all deleted a tweet or two, Pat. We have. Oh, I delete like three a day. So, <laughs> so I mean, I get it, and I'm a good decade older than him. So speaking of deleting tweets, Dejounte just deleted his whole Twitter account. Maybe we should follow him. What what does this mean? What were the Spurs fans aiming at his neck again, or why did he delete it? I don't know, man. I guess he's just locking in. I, you know, I guess that's just the default answer. Whenever a player deletes their entire Instagram or deactivates something, they're just locking in for the season. Okay. Whatever, I'll take it. I expect a big season out of Dejounte this year. Definitely much better than last year, especially with Quinn and you know just being involved with the team and the city and all that. So hopefully. If this is what he needs to take a big step, let's do it, man. Yeah, I agree. I think it's awesome to delete your Twitter. You know, um, it's just such a negative place, and it's easy to internalize it and get, like, obsessed with it. And I, I have people tweeting me, like, once or twice a day. I can only imagine if, like, you just refresh your name and you have, like, thousands of notifications. So, again, I think that's awesome. Maybe other players should delete their Twitter as well. I don't think uh instagram's threads is the move mm. i i'll check on that every once in a while and that yeah. that app is just not popping right now yeah i made it on the the hype night when everyone was like oh yeah. i'm on it i'm on it i'm on That's it exciting then, i don't think i've checked it since yeah i check it every once in a while and it's just trash unfortunately talk and, about a spike and a fall off if you're looking at like a graph oh my god yeah for sure you know you and you can't delete it either unless you delete your instagram account so it's stuck with us so, got us, Zuck. You got us. You got us, you son of a gun. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that will conclude our social media reporting for this week. And then, of course, we had... It's time for a podcast to react to another podcast. It's time! The Trey Young Gilbert Arenas interview that was exciting and you know like we said last week you don't have to agree with everything Gilbert Arenas says but he is a savant like he mm -hmm. raises interesting points so I I find I found it entertaining. Yeah, he's the exact type of guy you want to have a podcast because he's so opinionated. He has some crazy hot takes mm -hmm. um, and he's just going to say exactly what he wants. So I love him for that reason. And, you know, in my opinion, should they have maybe spread out the releases? Maybe should they have, mm -hmm. you know, done a little Staggered bit? Of, it. Yeah, just something. You know, I feel like I just listened to the same podcast two times, but it's because they were in the same spot. They probably did them back to back. and For sure. You know, it was still interesting, but and they recorded that the same day I interviewed Trey. So obviously Trey's head was somewhere. Yeah, else. he was he focused was on you, man. He yeah. wasn't even thinking about Agent Zero. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I get it, man. There was a lot going on in in Trey's life that day. So, I, but um, do you want Gilbert acting as like any kind of like um having any influence on Trey whatsoever? So the only thing that I do think that's interesting that Gilbert has been saying is just about how Trey needs to, I don't know if he's using the term market himself, but just kind of like as far as putting your personality into social media, be a little more direct with how you're trying to come across and how you want people to mm -hmm. view you, what you're trying to say, be a little more outspoken, explicit. 
Um, and that obviously Gilbert was good at that, uh, still is. But yeah. other than that, I'm kind of good on the Gilbert advice. Yeah, it's like, all right, let's try to find a new mentor for you, buddy. Either way, Trey's good. Like, he's always had yeah, a good head totally. on his shoulders. So it's more just like the relationship with the media, just to make sure they don't get shit twisted. You know, like, hey, B, if you're outspoken, if you say the right things, like people will value your opinion. And that's what I always like about Trey. I feel like he's very candid in his post-game sure. interviews. Like, you can't get on to him about that. No, no doubt. That's uh, That was fun. That was entertaining. It wasn't as good as my interview with him. No. You know, I think Gilbert did his best. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I guess we better talk about some basketball. Yep. The Atlanta Hawks basketball organization has released their 2023 preseason schedule. We have got three home games, two road games, two held in Atlanta, one held in College Park. Give me your quick thoughts on uh, the preseason schedule. So why do they have them in College Park? Like, is it just to like spice it up? But there's a lot less seating so I don't understand and it's it's not like our G League team is in a different city you know across the state where we're trying to get those fans to see the yeah. I don't, I don't get I don't get the college park thing but I don't know how much we're gonna hopefully we can in these preseason games hammer out a little bit of who's getting minutes and who's not um I think that is just about what we'll learn because you know we got a lot of people on this roster and mm-hmm. probably not all gonna stay so for sure so i think the the rationale for it one was of course like gas up college park skyhawks get people excited about that you know sell some tickets and remind people that it really is a cool atmosphere it's a cool arena and also i'm sure there's like internal pressure like even like i think isn't two chains like an uh owner yeah so Mm -hmm. like i'm sure there's like pressure about hey let's let's publicity basically exactly but yeah you know i would like for him to like you say like go to a different part of the state or yeah. just a different market altogether and you know chattanooga you i was know, gonna say come see you up in chattanooga yeah exactly come to mckenzie arena and they've, <laughs> they've done it before like way back in like the 1980s so like why not do that but i, I like nashville that. or something like make it exactly. something cool you want to hear something weird like chattanooga tennessee it's right on the line like i can uh-huh. fill a rock from my backyard and hit georgia like i'm next door neighbors with marjorie taylor green basically and um so everybody here we're an hour we're an hour and a half away from atlanta but everybody here's memphis grizzlies fans oh, and really? memphis is like seven hours away from chattanooga like that's weird man you know it's extremely weird like you have to go like three hours up yeah, like two and a half hours up to Nashville and then like a solid four, four and a half easy to Memphis. But like all the billboards, everything, Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, I always feel like it, the Atlanta Hawks just aren't taking advantage of this market. At all. Totally. Taking it for granted or whatever. So Yeah, that's an interesting point. Maybe you should uh, send an email or two about that. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should enlist MTG and see yeah. if she can, she can get involved. Uh, I saw where she was throwing out the first pitch for the yeah. Roman Braves. So yeah. that was cool. They're changing the uh, name over there. I don't know if you saw that. They're uh, letting the fans decide over the culture well, that of Rome, be, Georgia. The, yeah, I was going to say that shouldn't be terrible. The the, the brightest, <laughs> the best and brightest minds of Rome, Georgia. Yeah. To pick a new team name. Who knows, man? They're going to be like the cow turds or something yeah exactly <laughs> oh, well i'm excited i'm sure you'll have some ins- an inside scoop before like most yeah. people so you're you going to keep me updated on that one so yeah all right so let's just get down to the brass tacks of things five preseason games how many are the hawk what's your prediction how many are they going to win what do you consider uh success or failure what i consider success or failure would be depending on who is playing in the games 
Okay. And those handful of guys playing well or not. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that list would include like Kobe, uh, AJ, Jalen, maybe. Um, yeah, I just, for sure. I just don't know. Is he going to play like, like, is Trey going to play in a preseason game? Yeah. I bet he plays in a few. Like, I okay. bet he misses the first and the last. Like, I bet he skips the first game against Cleveland and Atlanta. And I bet he skips the Philadelphia game at the mm-hmm. last, the last preseason game. That's my guess. Like, I'm trying to remember previous years. I'm pretty sure that's what he did. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing some flashes of some cool passes and whatnot, but, you know, I'm really – I would just mostly focus on growth from the rookies and the young guys. That's true. And also, quick correction, last year they did actually start in Abu Dhabi, and I'm pretty sure Trey yep. did play in both games. Facts. He had out in the second game. That's facts. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah, um, I'm thinking anything other than 5-0 and is a complete failure in my book. <laughs> I want to trade logging. You want that banner? 42 minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want some Nate McMillan minutes being <laughs> Like, starters just just totally getting grinded out. So, uh, yeah, uh, that that's basically what I'm – that's what I'm thinking on that. And you, right. and you alluded to what's going to be the final part of this podcast, the Atlanta Hawks roster. It's going to be exciting to see, like – like who plays in the preseason, that sort of thing. Like, what are what are your hopes with this roster going into the season? Man, I'm just really I wouldn't say it's my hope, but I would say I'm really interested in how the minutes divide between the three and four position, just between yeah. Dre, Dre and Sadiq and Jalen and those guys. Um, you know, who's starting, who's getting more minutes, who of the other guys that I didn't just mention is gonna get into the rotation. Cause there's mm-hmm. definitely going to be a spot there that's up for grabs. So, you know, I think the guards are pretty set with, you know, our boys and, mm-hmm. and just if Patty Mills stays or not, I guess is kind of the question there. Um, and then obviously centers we got in Yekka and uh, Clint. So it's really just that three, four position I'm really interested in. It's always you in my mind. I agree. I feel like it's just kind of like a log jam around that three, yep. four position. And it's kind of jumbled up and it can work out in various different ways. I'm still not convinced that the uh, Hawks aren't done making moves. We saw some rumors about Paul George popping mm-hmm. up this week. I don't know how like, credible it is, but like multiple people, you know, a few, a few friends of the podcast who I trust are saying it, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a trade and maybe that consolidates. You know, maybe, podcast. maybe Landry listened to the podcast and heard me mention it a few episodes ago. And he was like, Hey, that's not a bad idea, Colin. And then he went and investigated it. That's it. I think I, whenever we record this podcast, I picture the Atlanta Hawks front office, like in a boardroom. Gotta go, 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 go. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of like the young bug meme where like sitting over the, the, the panel. So uh, yeah, I agree. Like, I think uh, assuming there's no trade, it'll be interesting to see how the forwards uh, shake out. Also, I'm kind of interested in see how it works out with the old guys. You mentioned Mm -hmm. Patty Mills, Wesley Matthews. I'm interested to see like, are they going to bring anything to the team? I don't think um, like the young guy, like the rooks, are going to are going to really have much yeah. to contribute to this. Not a lot run. of minutes from Kobe this year. No, no, but also I'm also excited a fully healthy summer for Bogey. You know, th- that's the first time in a long time for him, and yeah. uh, it's not like he's going to come out and make some great leap. But it'll just be nice that he didn't spend the entire off season rehabbing. He's actually. Yeah you know, doing what he needs to do to get right for the season. So I think that's going to be really nice and uh, totally. really excited about that one. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's going to be here before we know it. I think we're yeah. probably like six weeks away, give or take, from the uh, from media day and the start of training camp and everything. And that's when, that's when we're going to hit the ground running. 
Totally. Uh, going back to Paul George real quick. Yeah. Thought I had. Do you think that there's a chance that we, this rumor, you know, whatever about Paul George was a little bit of bait for Siakam? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, 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 we don't we don't just need Siakam. Like, we're we're frying going in a different direction. That because it, it kind of like came and then disappeared. So that's why I was like, maybe, just maybe there's a little uh little poker game there. Yeah, I like it. Just to be like, hey, you're not you're not yeah. our only we're option. This one too. Yeah. Yeah, because it feels like the Hawks have been losing the narrative battle. Like it just like every fake proposed trade idea I see, it like it continuously gets worse. I know. For the Hawks, and at a certain points, like we're not gutting our team yeah. for Pascal Siakam, who's about to get a big payday, not con- you know, not confirmed to be you know resigning with the Hawks, even if mm-hmm. we did trade for him. So yeah, uh, I, I feel like that could be a way of resetting the narrative. And I mean, I'd rather you know I've, I've bashed him before in this podcast, but I think I'd rather have playoff P, pandemic P. Spicy because we don't need him for the clutchness. We got Trey for that, man. But yeah, it would be so not like his game would just fit so well in passing, ISO, whatever you need. He fills the gap. And man, I just I would love to see him on our team. But he's also from California. So I was looking that up and he's playing for the Clippers. So I don't know if you're gonna move across the country to Atlanta, but you know, if you get traded, you get traded. You get exactly, yeah, exactly. And I think, like you said, he we don't need him for his clutchness. We mm-hmm. need him to kind of fill in the gaps. And that's what I think he'd be great at. Yep. And he, again, another strong defender kind of helped Trey out. So, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be, I, I'd be interested in that one. And uh, especially if it means not gutting the team, like what's being proposed from some corners of NBA media for Pascal Siakam. So, yeah, I've, I'm warming up on the idea of bringing in Paul George. Cool. Let's let's uh cheer for the Clippers downfall then, and maybe he'll be on the block. Well, that should be easy. That that, that <laughs> inevitable as always. But um, yeah. Anyway, I think anything else we haven't covered today. I think that's it, man. We hit all the hard hitting X's. Mm-hmm. Are you using that term no, yet? No O's. No, the X's. Twitter. Oh, okay. You're not using it yet. No, bro. I'm still calling it Twitter. You didn't use it once <laughs> yeah, today, I, I see, know. I so I had a third there. on you once there at the end. I was like, is he talking about like ex, <laughs> like ex lovers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pal. Let's right, hear all man. your past relationships right now. That, that's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> well, we we hobbled across the finish line. As always, <laughs> proud of us. All right, everybody. We thank you so much for listening. As always, stay locked in for more episodes of Hawk Talk, and we'll be back soon. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com john. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 
Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com.